This week's podcast brought to you by Blarves. Before we start, are you rolling a stress ball in your hand? That looks like you're rolling a, a stress munchkin from Dunkin' Donuts, like a little donut hole that you're rolling around in your hand. It's called Thinking Putty. It's one of our oh. daughter's things. And it's actually, you can mush it. It's You know what it's just like? What's the stuff where you had as a kid and you could like put a silly dime putty. in it? It's just like Silly Putty. So not a stress munchkin? It's not a stress munchkin. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Welcome back, Rebecca, from your self-imposed rebubble. You weren't traveling, you weren't in the bubble or the wobble, but you were mentally and sometimes physically absent during the W playoffs. What did you call it? My rebubble? Yeah, it's the revival. I'm out of the rebubble. I was thinking last night, and when I got home, now that the WNBA finals are over, um, it's going to be nice to have a couple of days at least where I'm not just immersed in women's basketball. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was great. I was thrilled to be calling all these games, but it was just um, such a huge amount of games in a short amount of time. Difficult, clearly, for the players to play every other day, but we showed more games than ever before and uh, covered more in a shorter amount of time. And so it was like this immersion in a tank of basketball, women's, the WNBA basketball. And now I'm leaving or I'm out of the tank, which it'll be nice to relax for a little bit. More games in less time. You were like the 10-10 wins of women's basketball. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world, right? Well, I mean, in, in a normal season, you would never do a double header because it would be physically impossible. And we had um, stretches where we had, you know, f- four days in a week, so eight games in a week or something crazy. And I wasn't even co- covering all of them. I think Holly Rowe uh, yesterday told us she ended up covering 50-something games, which is um, unreal. Many. huh? Too many. She <laughs> maintained her high energy. <laughs> she did. And, uh, and now I think this weekend um, – She's so the WNBA finals ended on Tuesday. I think Holly this weekend, Saturday, will be covering a college football game. It's it never stops. But she was in the bubble the whole time, which is which is funny because like she was literally an hour from her home in Florida, but she could never leave, could never go there. She was in this bubble like all of the players were. And um, so I'm sure today she's going to be happy to be. Um, out of the bubble. There was only one moment during the latter stages of the playoffs, the finals, I think it was, when I had any real concerns about your mental health. And that was, you spent uh, most mornings, certainly all game days, on a yellow couch, talking to coaches for their pregame, what would you call it, conference with with the broadcasters. Yeah, it was just our, our game day chat with the coaches. And um, and there would be and you would be watching all of the press conference archives from from previous games. And I passed that room one day and the laptop was on the couch. You were on the floor surrounded by plant prunings, I guess. And I and I asked you what what was going on and you said you were Winterizing my hibiscus. <laughs> Am I? Do I have that right? Yes, the hibiscus happens to be in the same room where I would do the the, co- the calls with the coaches. Yeah, I had to bring the hibiscus inside because it's not a cold weather plant. And one of the things that happens with the hibiscus after you brought it inside is all of its leaves harden up, shrivel, die, and fall off. And yeah, you came in the room. I think I had just finished speaking with one of the coaches, and I was on the floor gathering all those dead leaves as the hibiscus was winterizing. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, of winterizing, shriveling up, dying, and, and falling off, I celebrated the birthday a couple of weeks ago, and then, and that's where the metaphor ends, and then 
uh, two weeks later to the I day. I thought you were going to go right into the shriveling of and dying right into my. No, no, no. That was reference my to birthday. my birthday, and then and then um, two weeks later, to the day yesterday, you celebrated a birthday. I did celebrate a birthday, as did our son. Our son and I. We've talked about this before. Share the same birthday, so our son turned twelve, and uh, and I spent the day preparing and then calling a WNBA game, which was was thinking about it last year on, on my birthday and our son's birthday. I also called a game, but it a finals game, but it was at the Mohegan Sun because the Connecticut Sun were playing. Um, finals game or semifinals, I don't remember. But, uh, but So I was able to see our son that morning and that evening as well. So at least the last two years, even though I've been calling a game on, on our birthdays, um, I've still at least been able to hug our son to wish him a happy there birthday. There was a short window where before school and then 15 minutes after school when they came home from school and before you had to go to the studio, the, you had you saw each other um, and they saw you because it's also your birthday in addition to his. So the kids wanted to give you a present in the morning before school uh, so that you could, so that they could get your reaction on your birthday to receiving a present. And I thought the present, I mean, we'll find out because you're a harsh critic of our presence to you. But um, but what did you get? Um, the present that you gave me, which I can't wait to use, and it's actually gotten a lot of use already in the last 24 hours by other members of our family, is you gave me a new tailgating chair with which I can watch our, yeah, that, our kids. That does not do I'm it not, justice, I'm, and you know I'm it doesn't I'm setting do it, it up. Okay. A new tailgating chair, because now, especially soccer season, I spend a lot of time, as do you, sitting in tailgating chairs watching our kids six feet apart from other grownups. But it rocks. It's a rocking tailgate. With, it's with not two, only rocking, because it's so amazing. In the back. Does it have shock but absorbers? It, it literally is rocking. Yes, it, that's it, how. That's the only way it could do what yeah, it does. It, I, and, it has, and, the, and it has a cup holder. That unlike like the old um, tailgating chairs we had, we've had those for a long time. I've had quite a few people comment to me like, "Is that an adult chair?" Because it's not like this super wide and they are, tailgating chair like they are now. As our ninth grader pointed out yesterday, this one isn't self-collapsing like the others. Right. The others you sit in and they collapse. And the others, you, the little cup holder is exactly the circumference to if you stick your cell phone in. Right. It. It squeezes the buttons on either side yes. and automatically calls 911. Yeah, so, so two weeks ago, I, we were at our nine-year-old's soccer game, and I looked down, and actually, I'd put my phone in the cup holder, and you said to me, you're calling 911, so I pick up the phone. The phone the, screeches. It hit, shrieks. Hit the red button, then immediately calling back. I answer the phone, a number I don't recognize, and the woman says, this is the Simsbury Police Department. Did you just call 911? And I said, not intentionally. I had my phone in the cup holder. And she said, are you driving? I said, no, I'm at a youth soccer game. Told her the field where we were. And anyway, um, I apologized for calling 911. So our new... I've called 911 twice at these soccer games doing that exact same thing and, and was able to X out of it before the call was answered and they didn't call me back. So I haven't done... So the, this is a safety issue. Yeah, I haven't chair. done the test with my with the new chair in the new cup holder in the chair to see if it um, is bigger so that it doesn't call 911 but the beauty is that like if I'm at the game the only thing I might have to put in the cup holder other than the phone is a cup of coffee and the old tailgating chair the that just collapsed under any weight did not have the structural integrity to hold up that coffee mug and so this morning you and our youngest brought the the mug over and uh Tested it and tested it, and it fits. But no, I'm I. But your your initial reaction when you received the chair was, what? You think I'm old? You got me a rocking chair? No, that was my initial reaction. But it was perfect because our oldest daughter said this, and it's so true because it doesn't fold up like a normal um, tailgating chair. It folds up, and when it's folded up, it looks exactly like a wheelchair. And that's what our oldest said. She's like, when it's folded up, it looks like a wheelchair. And I was like, well, it looks like a collapsed this wheelchair. Is yeah. A collapsed wheelchair. Yeah. This is the the next step. So I'm, I'm going from being ambulatory rocking to a, a rocking chair. To, uh, a, to a rascal, a motorized scooter. Yeah, probably. It'll need to be all-terrain um, if I need to take it uh, Although, to a soccer game. We learned but, yeah. this morning that uh, our daughter's friend has a uh, one of those stair lifts at home for, for a live-in grandparent. Right. And that uh, when she visits, she and her friend enjoy riding it up and down the stairs as if it's like a... a 
a very safe carnival ride. Right. It, um, but the beauty was, didn't she, after telling us that she has ridden in it, then she said, but it's not really fun yeah, <laughs> because it fun. goes an inch and yet, every five and, and minutes. Yet, <laughs> and yet it's her preferred way of getting up and down stairs. I of have no course doubt. it is. Oh, speaking of chairs, and um, I was watching TV last night, not your game. Your game was must have been over at that point, waiting for you to drive home with our nine-year-old who wanted to stay up to see you on your birthday. And there was a commercial, and she said, after the commercial, she said, I hate how there's no why in Lazy Boy. Of course, there's a why at the end of Lazy Boy, but she's referring to the L-A-Z, capital L-A-Z, boy, that was on the commercial, and I, I was proud of that. Oh, I bet you were. She, she, uh, that's the same daughter this morning as I was driving her to school, and again, last night was when I called the game. She said, Mom, I said to the TV, Mom, scratch your head if you can hear me. She said, and you didn't scratch your head. I said, well, next time, why don't you just say blink if you can hear me? And, and uh, she said, even better, next time I'll say, smile or talk, Mom, if you can hear me. But uh, she trying to do this telepathically, that, or did she say it out no, loud? No, I think she said she said it out loud. So she still, in some parts of her brain, probably wonders if the person on the other side of the, or on the television screen can see or hear her. Before it gets too far away, we, um, the WNBA Finals, which we, we started out with here, just a, a couple of things on the, the finals finals themselves in Seattle winning. Um, if my own mental calculation is right, Brianna Stewart won four NCAA titles at UConn, right? That is correct, Was yes. the most outstanding player all four times. That is true. Three-time player of the year in college. Yes. Olympic gold medalist. Yes. WNBA MVP once. In 2018, yeah. yes. Well, and missed all of last year with with a, an Achilles. Achilles tear, yep. Twice now WNBA champion and twice the finals MVP. That's right. And she's 26. That's ridiculous. I mean, is that is that good? I don't follow basketball. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it's just ridiculous what she's been able to do. And especially coming off, I mean, an Achilles is a massive, um, you know, that's a huge injury. That's a huge setback. And, uh, and didn't Holly do the report that she paid something? Like thirty grand out of her yeah, own pocket she, uh, to rehab, but explain that to me. Yeah, so last year she was rehabbing in. Um, she was not under contract by the Seattle Storm last year, and she was rehabbing in Los Angeles. I believe she was going to the same person that Kevin Durant also rehabbed with to come back from his Achilles. And um, yeah, so she ended up spending thirty thousand dollars because you pay trainers and sure. you pay physical therapists and you pay for your time in these facilities and. Um, and you pay for lodging wherever those exactly. Are. So when she was so when she was in LA um, doing her rehab, she was staying at um, Airbnbs or or you know she was it was totally footing the bill on her own and um, and then she, she was footing the bill and the trainer was billing the foot. Yeah, <laughs> very true. So uh, she went over and played. Um, she played with the USA team in there for a couple of games during their tour. Uh, in the winter of America of colleges here. And then she went and played over in Russia for a couple months before everything was shut down to COVID so that she could um, be a little closer to a hundred percent when she returned the season. So yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, she, um, Asia Wilson, who plays for the Las Vegas aces, who's in her third year out of South Carolina was the MVP in the WNBA this season, had a really great year. She got my vote for MVP this year, just had a great year. But during the WNBA Finals, it was clear that Brianna Stewart um, is the best player in the world right now. She was healthy. She was um, on top of her game. She is masterful. I mean, she's my height. She's 6'4", hits threes, really agile, can handle the basketball. It's a delight, and when we, and it's nice to know that we have a lot more years where we get to watch her play. And on the same note, Sue Bird has 39, right? Yeah, Sue Bird will be 40 on October 16th. October 16th, of course. Because that's our youngest birthday. daughter's our birthday. birthday. And um, same thing with Sue. She uh, she had a phenomenal finals. She had a great playoffs. And um, first game of the WNBA finals, she had 16 assists, which set a record um, for not only a finals game, but a playoff game. Second WNBA finals game, she had 10 assists. Um, huge factor in helping Seattle win another championship. And it's... Uh, it, you know, she doesn't like that people continue to talk about her age, but the reason we're talking about it is because 
most people her age are not capable of doing what she's doing on the basketball court. And also, as soon as she retires, she's young again. Right, exactly. Because 39 is only old. Right. As a basketball player. Right, right. That's true. So, uh, yeah, you you retired? How old? You retired at 40? What? That's so young. But yeah, she she had a great year. And and I'm I'm really happy for her because... um, you know, she was in New York, the New York area, I believe, when, you know, COVID first really hit the Northeast hard. And uh, she and Megan Rapino, like, you know, they were quarantining like everybody else. And it was hard for Sue to get out and find places to even shoot because most local parks had, you know, taken down their basketball hoops. And um, but Which she, is a great picture. One of the best players in the world in the public park. Right. Lamenting that the... The, the rims are covered by plywood or whatever. Right, right. And, and and I'm sure, you know, for her, knowing that she has limited amount of time left playing in the WNBA or, you know, I'm sure one of the goals for her is to do another Olympics and um, and just to get her body to a place where she's in the best shape she's ever been in in her life. Um, and that's why she can perform this way. So it's just it, there are a, a lot of um, a lot of great stories. Jewel Lloyd for the Seattle Storm also had a had a um, really nice playoffs and finals, and uh, she was close with Kobe Bryant. So there was just a lot of really nice stories, and it was um, it, it was good to see that uh, Seattle could get their fourth championship. And, and Ve- the Vegas Aces, I mean, they had some players get hurt that were really important to them, even in the playoffs. A, a player, Dierka Hamby, who was the sixth woman of the year this year in the WNBA, got injured and, and um, would have had a, a big impact on the finals if she had been able to play. So, But it sets up things sets, sets things up nicely for, hopefully, we get a, a some return to normalcy next year in the WNBA. Maybe there will be fans again. That would be nice. Um but it's going to be a fun off season, and um, we'll have another great year next year. Well, you mentioned COVID nineteen, the pandemic, which I think is may still be in the news. I'm not sure. I, I think I, it uh, might be. I, yeah, I've tuned out. Um, we had a couple of moments just yesterday, I think, or the day before, the same day, where I mean, the the reality of of our situation in some small detail just just struck a nerve with me and, and for me it was I was stopped in an intersection in the center of our town and a, and a school bus went by and there were far fewer school buses on the roads than than there were previously for obvious reasons not only are drivers uh, fewer drivers eager to drive school buses but uh, fewer parents are putting their kids on school buses but a school bus went by and there were kids on it and you know how kids have that 10-mile stare out, out the school bus window, yeah. coming home from school. This was in the afternoon. They're tired. Well, there are a bunch of faces pressed up against windows or a few faces pressed up against windows that I could see with that stare, but you could only see their eyes because their faces were covered by masks, of course. And it just, it just, it made me just, I was sitting in a red light. It just made me so sad for, um, for our, our kids. And then, and then, um, you know, you had similar experience at, at a volleyball match. Yeah, I was, um, so how, how it is in Connecticut right now, at least in our part of Connecticut, is that the kids are able to play volleyball indoors. Um, they started practicing outside. They were eventually able to move inside, so now they can play their matches um, with masks on. And the home team, one parent, um, can come and watch for each kid, for, for the home team, um, not for the away team. For and obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, yeah. And um, so I was there watching our daughter, and uh, there one of the seniors on the team. Her, her, both of her parents were there briefly, and then one of them left. And her, so her mom was watching the first game, and then after the first game, I see her mother leave the gym, and her father comes in, and so one of them is watching like on a Zoom link in the car while the other one's watching in person and then they're they're alternating and taking turns and I'm just thinking oh my gosh you know this is their last chance to watch their daughter who's a senior who knows if this season is going to even be able to reach its 10 game which is why everybody's ha- in all sports are having senior day at the start of the yeah, season they had senior day after they'd played one game but yeah just watching these parents kind of tag team so that they could watch their daughter. I don't know if their daughter's going to play volleyball in college. This might be their last chance to watch their daughter play. And um, it just really kind of 
it was touching for me. And I was like, you know what, should I just go over and say, here, take my pass? My daughter's a junior. <laughs> and at least both of you can sit in here and, and watch your kid. Um, but at least you have the solace of now that the season's over, the WNBA season, and you've been looking forward to touring the statues that are in the in the yeah in the surrounding towns. Um, you did it a couple of years ago. These art installations of statues of you know a businessman hailing a taxi or a guy uh, window washing a, a shop window. They're all over town. They're cool. You made a you made a Shutterfly book of you and our daughter visiting yeah, all these statues. It was great fun, and you've been looking forward to doing that yes. after this season because they have a different set of, a whole different series of statues. So, yeah, a couple of years ago, they've had these statues all over town, and, and every Thursday, I think it was, when our when her siblings were doing something, our, our youngest daughter and I would spend an hour, and we'd go and, and see a couple of the statues and take a picture, and and this lasted, um, it took us a couple months to do to do all the statues, and you know we didn't think they were ever going to come back, but then they came back this year. And I've been really excited to do this again with her just because it was such a great, you know, mother-daughter thing to do, a great way to spend time together. But I've been so busy with the WNBA, especially with the playoffs and then the finals, that I was just waiting for the finals to end. And then I was going to take our daughter again after school, you know, spend a couple of days and go see these because now it's different statues and they're in different places. I was really looking forward to this and telling her as soon as the WNBA finals end, we're going to do this. So I'm, I'm afraid what you're about to say is is the missing verse to Cats in the Cradle. Right. Go ahead. So, when are we going to see the statues, so, Mom? Yeah. When the season's over. When the season's over, kid. And so yesterday, my birthday, game three of the WNBA finals, I drop her off at school. And literally, I pull out of the school and I drive a hundred yards. And in front of me, pulling out from another street, is a pickup truck. And in the back of the pickup truck is like two bar- giant barrels of, of hay um, or things of hay. Is there a driver with a really short cigar <laughs> stub in his mouth? And in between the two things of hay, tied down in the back of the pickup truck. <laughs> Was one of the statues. <laughs> you're laughing, but you look like you're going to start crying was, right now. As we're I was the sitting there. It was on my birthday, and I just had this sense of, I don't even know, like sadness wash over me. I had been waiting for WMA Finals to be over to take our daughter to see the statues. That night, the WMA Finals would end. The world has gone then, completely to hell. That, every <laughs> every Everything has collapsed around our ears, and yet yes. you had the statues. I had the, the statues. The statues were, were, were your lifeline. And, and, like, and I just got this sense of like sadness plus anger plus frustration. Like... What the hell have I been doing pushing off the, the 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 opportunities I could have had to take her to see these statues? Well, in, <laughs> and in fairness, was... and, and, and so you don't laid yourself with guilt. That hibiscus isn't going to winterize itself. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh. So, um, so anyway, so that like put a damper on my birthday because the whole day I was upset about those, the stupid statue. Um, but uh, any anywho, 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 anywho makes me think uh, uh, our daughter, that same daughter, um, soon to be ten year old, um, said to me that I don't remember what the good news and bad news was, but the way she proceeded it, introduced it was she said I have, uh, I have one boohoo and one woohoo, which do you <laughs> want to hear first? And I and I said, is that something your teacher says or? And she said, no. I said. Is it something you heard on a TV show? She said, no, I just thought of it. <laughs> well, I love it. It's so much better than your higher and your low. Yeah, your one boo-hoo, boo-hoo and, and one woo-hoo. woohoo. So my boohoo from yesterday would have been watching the statue be dragged away. Actually, when I told our, our daughter about it later in the day, when I picked her up, she said, I'm just going to hope it was someone stealing one and that the others will still be Which there. Which is perfectly plausible. <laughs> These days as well. That someone was stealing one of the statues. Yeah. That was my boo-hoo. And then I think my woo-hoo was uh, watching our son open a couple of his birthday presents. You also, uh, this week or last week, whenever you were last at the grocery, you uh, reintroduced in one case and introduced in another case uh, two cookies that have not been in play in quite some time. And I'm referring to the... uh, 
Fig Newtons versus Pecan Sandys uh, uh, playoff that that you offered the kids? How did that go? Well, let me just throw in. There's a reason I. There's a reason we haven't had Fig Newtons or Pecan Sandys in well, the well, house. I know there's a reason that we haven't had Fig Newtons, but well, because most people don't like them. I, I liked them as a kid. But. I like them too. The reason I got them is I was in the cookie aisle and I saw the Fig Newtons and my that, mother- That's your New Britain accent, by the way. Your Fig Newtons? Yeah, the Fig Newtons. Fig that's, Newtons. I, I don't hear it in my ear, but- um, it's my mom used to get fig newtons on occasion, like, and she liked them. And when I was a kid, I liked them. And it was like a what's cookie. not to like? Everybody loves figs, and who doesn't love <laughs> and newtons? It's a cookie we ate together. Stop ruining the the moment here. So that's why I got the fig newtons. And then um, recently, one of the kids said, "What are those cookies that we have at Dampa's house sometimes?" And I said, "Oh, those are pecan sandies." And so. Since I got the Fig Newtons because they remind me of my mom, I got the Pecan Sandies because the kids associate that with having them at my dad's house. So I bring them home, and uh, and our, our youngest, I don't know if they've had Fig Newtons before. I said, oh, Dama used to really like these and whatever. So our youngest tried it, and she got this look on her face, and she said it kind of tastes like a Nutrigrain bar, but not as good. Oh, that's so accurate, though. Isn't yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's the same texture. Same, same texture. It's the same everything. And then she said, and, and I said, but I also got the pecan sandies that you have at Dampa's. And so I gave it. I gave that to our daughter after she had had just a little bite of the fig newton and didn't like it. And she said, I, I don't know if I still have the taste of the fig newton in my mouth, or if my taste buds have changed. But I don't like pecan sandies anymore. <laughs> Well, of course not. After years of El Fudge and Oreos, how can you go? How can you keep them down or on the farm? Or grasshopper cookies? Yes. I don't know, but uh, I don't know if I still have the taste in my mouth or if my taste buds have changed. But I don't like pecan sandies. Fortunately, our son does like pecan sandies, so those will still get eaten. But those fig newtons are going to be in the cupboard for a long time because which is fine. No one's their shelf life is, is is forever. Forever. <laughs> Your dad was actually over here last night while you were doing the game. He came over to have ice cream cake with his grandson, birthday ice cream cake, and um, and it had that blue frosting that kind oh, of— Oh, because it was a, a Carvel ice cream yeah, cake. Smurf yeah, Smurf-colored, and the Smurfs came up. And uh, and I think the previous day or one of these day, fall days when it was cold, uh, one of our daughters busted out their giant uh, blanket scarf— that's one infinite loop. One infinite loop. I know is the address of Apple, but it's like it, it's a it's not a scarf that hangs down. It's a circular scarf that's connected. Doesn't have loose ends. Does this make any sense? It's one. It's yeah, one. Isn't it called loop. an infinity scarf? Is it? I, think I don't know. So. I, I I call it a we call it a blarf, a blanket scarf, because it looks like a blanket and a and a scarf. And when the Smurfs and multiple blarfs came up. We were conjugating the the plural of as Smurfs and Blarves, and and as a result, I have a note in my phone: Smurfs and Blarves. Smurf, that that's what I missed last night <laughs> when you're you having <laughs> birthday cake with our son, and I was calling the WMA yes. Finals game three. I was missing Smurfs and Blarves. Smurfs and Blarves, yes. Um, which just in my head sounds like moons and Junes and Ferris wheels from uh, both sides now. But anyway, Smurfs and Blarves. That's all I've got. That has emptied my uh, my notes mode for this week. I had meant to talk about this last week because it happened two weeks ago, but um, our oldest daughter and I did our um, absentee ballot or mail-in ballot training so that um, leading up to election day and on election day, we can help with the process of counting the ballots in our town. And it's interesting because we're in a relatively small town. I think they said either there's like 6,000 registered voters or 6,000 people actually vote. I don't remember, um, but that's not a huge number. Um, and they said t- in a typical year, you would have maybe 100 mail-in ballots in our town. Well, this year they're anticipating it could be 75% of the voter turnout being people with ma- mail-in ballots. And um, it was really interesting to me, and I think also interesting to our daughter, kind of learning the process Um She's not, because she's only 15, she's not even going to be able to physically touch a ballot, but she'll be able to touch the envelopes once the ballots are out of them. She'll be able to help with some of the things um, leading up to 
election day. But one of the things that was interesting to me, just because it had been in the news in Pennsylvania, was the, you know, they aren't going to allow for naked ballots. And it's the same process in the state of Connecticut. So if anyone is um, using a mail-in ballot in Connecticut, you know, you request a ballot to be sent to you. And when it comes and you fill it out, you then have to put it in an interior security envelope. And then that envelope goes into the outer envelope. And the reason they have the the inner envelope in the first place is because they want it to be a blind ballot. Your name, return address, everything else is on the outer envelope that actually gets the postmark and gets sent to the town. Um, And so one of the things in the process of counting mail-in ballots is you remove the inner envelope from the outer envelope and you separate the two so that people never know who voted for whom would that be who, who what would it be whom voted for who whom voted for whom who voted for who whatever it would be you, you don't ever know as you're counting these ballots and we don't actually count the ballots you just separate them and then they eventually go into <clears throat> they eventually go into a machine but um i so we had our training so that we we will know how to do it and um i'm excited for election day to not only vote but to be a part of this process and have our daughter a part of part of the process kind of learning how um how it all works is that interesting to very you interesting, completely yes. no, boring. no 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 very very interesting shall we get on to viewer mail <laughs> shall we sure shall we what <laughs> shall we winterize a hibiscus shall we blarve and smurve smurve or shall we, shall smurve we our blarves? or shall we get on to viewer mail do Let's, you have any more hibiscuses is, I don't know if if, if uh, the plural is just hibiscus. No, this but. is the first year we had a hibiscus, and I loved I loved that bright like Hawaiian flower look. And so I th- I've been reading since my first year. It's my first year winterizing the hibiscus. I'm hoping like watch us like take care of it, deal with it all winter, and then I'll put it out in the spring, and it's just going to be dead because I did something wrong. But I think I'm I think I'm winterizing it properly. You, does it involve Prestone or any kind of antifreeze? Um, I don't think so. It might involve some fertilizer. I have to read on that, but definitely not Prestone. Well, I'm just opening the viewer mail vault for the week, and, and maybe this is the time to introduce the viewer mail theme. Big bad look, throw our lure, reel us in with your viewer mail. And I noticed that just in the last uh, couple of months, spam has started to infiltrate viewer mail. Mm. But but what I like about it is we get we get spam like this one. Can I read our first spam viewer mail? Yes, please. Good afternoon, ball. <laughs> Come on, no, it doesn't. It's right here. I can show well, you. What is it from? Good afternoon, ball. I hope your week is going well. There is an online degree program that you need to know about. It's flexible and designed to fit your needs. The online courses offered through blah, blah, blah are flexible and can work around your busy schedule. Get more information here. Follow the link and see what you can find out. Sincerely, Annie L. Smith. Well, I mean... Not Granny Smith. Right, Annie Smith. Annie Smith. Well, ball, I mean, it's important to be educated. Chain, evidently, is not not up to snuff for this this, uh, online institution have we gotten anything for silver singles do they think ball is a silver single i I don't know but i most most of it i dismiss out of hand but dear uh, ball (laughs) i uh well yes dear ball i hope your week is going well well uh mike in tokyo michael in tokyo um where is he in tokyo is he has he ever told us is he in akihabara is he in shinjuku Perhaps he's in Ginza. He's in a pre-K classroom somewhere. Yes, he is. Uh, anyway, Michael writes, Dear Stephen and Rebecca, greetings from Tokyo. I hope this finds you well. In celebration of your puppy's DNA results and in anticipation of Steve's looming birthday DNA results, I got an email yesterday, by the way, that they've received my DNA sample and results should be available online within eight weeks. See, that's what they did with the doggy DNA too. Like every week, it is now in this part of the process where this is happening. I'm like, yes, like you, you have your schedule. Every week you're going to send me right. my email, right. even though it's just, of course. you, you already, course. Ha- they it's probably nonsense. already have the results. They just know that the anticipation is part well, of the process. One of the things that you wanted for your birthday uh, was uh, the the cabinet door that goes over where we where our garbage can is in the kitchen yes. broke off. Right. 
After 16 years of constant daily slamming, it just snapped in half and broke off. So you wanted, so for your birthday, you wanted me to replace the cabinet door that I broke. I did. Yeah. You also wanted me to replace the picture frame that I broke. That's right. So both are of those you, things are I, in the process. I'm glad that you are now realizing that. But, but one of them, of course. I have to, for you to fix something that you broke, I <laughs> have my to ask for it for my birthday. <laughs> but of course, that wasn't the only thing I got you. So You got me a, an awesome rocking chair, yes. That you're mocking. I'm not a mocking. chair. I the like, soccer rocker, as our kids call it. I, I love the soccer rocker. Okay. Anyhow, there's, there's more, but... Um, I got you a, a pound of dark chocolate. Oh, I forgot about the pound of dark chocolate. Well, it's probably half a pound now. Did you guys enjoy you it here last night? night. <laughs> no, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't break the seal on it. We wait for you I, to break the seal on and it. Then and then we, you eat it yeah, all, yeah. yes. Um, because at that point, you can't tell how much is gone. But, um, but I get those email updates from the cabinet place in California. You know, your, your, your is in the warehouse now. It is shipped. It is uh, it is it's having a leisurely shellacked. drive through Topeka as we speak. So yes, yeah. so well, it's not being shellacked because it's unfinished. That's meanwhile, be, I, 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 it's white and, and our cabinets are brown. One but. of the pre- one of the presents that I that for our son, um, that I paid extra for it to be delivered in like two days so it would get it on time. Did not arrive, and I'm not getting updates on right. where that is. So who knows when that'll come right. in. Well, anyway, Michael in ha- Akihabara. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to just going to yeah, speak sure. it into until existence. he until he tells me where 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 he is in Tokyo. Uh, writes, is he near the new Otani Hotel, for instance? I don't know. This is what You're I want to know. You're just trying to show off your knowledge, knowledge of, Tokyo. of Tokyo. Exactly. Well, I I don't know that I've told this on the podcast before, but there used to be a Tony Romas in Bloomington, Minnesota, uh, and we went there. And my dad would go to Tokyo for two weeks at a time, twice a year often, for his job. And he, he, he didn't like sushi. He didn't care for Japanese food. He uh, grew tired of his annual trips to Tokyo and would just hole up at the Tony Roma's in Shinjuku. And so when we were at Tony Roma's in Bloomington, we had like a 16-year-old server from Jefferson High School my dad made a show of asking her, have you ever been to the Tony Romas in Shinjuku? And, and guess Come what? On. She hadn't. You know, I she didn't say in Tokyo. He said right. in the Tokyo neighborhood where it was. And, 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 and last year or the year before, a couple of years ago, when my sister and, and our niece, her daughter, went to Tokyo, they went to Tony Romas in Shinjuku and took a picture and, and sent it back to all of us um, uh, there was no brass nameplate, sadly, on the table that that Don Russian was a, a fixture at, but but there should be. I've been to a Tony Roma's once in my life, and it was when I was playing basketball in the Canary Islands in Spain. There was a Tony Roma's there. We would go there for like it was the one place you kind of had the place for ribs, American yeah. food. Yeah, we'd go there for ribs. Um, I didn't even know it was an American restaurant, like or that it was a restaurant that existed in America sure. until my teammates told me. So that's. That's my so Tony Roma experience. Go to Tony Canary Romas, Islands. If we find a Tony Roma's, we yes. go there. You'll have to ask the server, have you ever been to the Tony Roma's in Gran Tenerife? Canary? Oh, yes. In yes, yeah. exactly. Tenerife? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, should we read Michael's email? Yeah, okay, I think not? we should. Dear Steve and Rebecca, greetings from Tokyo. That's what's hanging me up. Um, very Not specific enough. I hope this finds you well. In celebration of your puppy's DNA results and anticipation of Steve's looming birthday DNA results, please endure this brief whirl of whimsy. The DNA of the DOG, now a bit pit bullish husky. I'm sorry, I'm screwing this up. The DNA of the DOG, now a bit pit bullish husky in the family tree. And the DAD DNA, here's hoping the results... Don't come back the same way. <laughs> he is our resident poet. He is. He's our resident poet. But but the question is, resident where? Where is he resi- Where is he residing? In the vast metropolis Michael, that is Tokyo. To- Tokyo is um, is enough for me. You know, it reminds me of when uh, Bill Murray was was sitting in with Harry Carey on a Cubs game in the eighties, and uh, Andres Galarraga came to the plate for the Expos, and Murray said, here's on, Harry Carey said, Andres Galarraga from Caracas, Venezuela. And, and Bill Murray said, uh, 
he says he's from Caracas, but I bet he's from a suburb. <laughs> That's kind of the way I feel. So, dear Rebecca and Steve, writes uh, Bob, our simplest of palindromes in Huntersville, North Carolina. Dear Rebecca and Steve, now that you have the second dog, are you considering a re-recording of your theme song by Tom, Dick, and Harry to make it grammatically correct? Six of us and a family pet. Ooh. Good point. Yeah, we should talk to Tom or Hari. The six of us and two family pets? No, we don't have to say two. Just say the six of us and the the family family pets. pets. Ah. I'm not suggesting a total revision like they did on Happy Days, replacing Rock Around the Clock with Sunday, Monday, Happy Days. Perhaps something like they did on Gilligan's Island, changing the ending from The Movie Star and the rest to The Movie Star, The Professor and Marianne, or maybe Six of Us and Two Family Pets. Bob, it's brilliant. And he cites the perfect examples, Happy Days changing their theme song and Gilligan's Island uh, uh, changing you know, The Professor and Marianne. Yes. Do you remember those? Of course. Uh, I'm learning the, the uh, crazily, I have piano this afternoon, in the last three songs in this 130-page book I've been working my way through, Alfred's piano, adult piano book, the the third to last song is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, and I, I think I'm getting that down, and maybe I can, I'll play a little of that on a did holiday, you start that, holiday show. Did you start year. that one last Christmas? You've been playing Probably. that one for a while. It's, it's driving you crazy, I know. No, I like it. But I want to get it. Right, and uh, the thing is, you're going to get it right is, for Thanksgiving. The last and then you're song is move on, right. and then you're not going to have it right. For well, Christmas. but I, I don't love the other two songs. The last song is a four-page Chattanooga choo-choo, but the second-to-last song in this book that is in, in, in incorporated classical jazz, uh, American songbook standards. The second-to-last song is is Sherwood Schwartz's theme from Gilligan's Island. Oh, really? Ballad of Gilligan's Island. Yes, and it's not it's not super easy to play. It's it's easy enough, but it's not terribly melodic, but you know how it goes. So yeah. anyway, I, I thought that was uh, interesting. I thought it was pretty cool. The other day, you and our daughter, who also takes piano lessons, were watching your piano teacher on uh, PBS. Yes, right? yes, Performing. yes. Our piano teacher, great, uh, great jazz pianist, Damian Curtis, I was featured on, on a Connecticut arts program on our local PBS on Sunday, and uh, and as soon as we watched it, our nine-year-old went downstairs to the piano and wrote a song that we shot and 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 texted to Damien, who um, who was kind enough to be very proud. So, uh, Deb writes Schaefer beer. I'm a few podcasts behind, and a viewer mail mentions beer, and I thought I would chime in with a picture of Schaefer beer, which is spelled the same way as my last name, S C H A E F E R, of course. Also found a picture of a cap with a red, white, and blue patch for sale. It's yours for the right price. Deb, our resident goat expert, LLC. Um, Schaefer, the one beer to have when you're having more than one. That was their slogan. Mm-hmm. I mean, incredible, right? If you're having only one, by all means, don't have a Schaefer. <laughs> but when your t- but, but, tongue is but now when it doesn't numb matter to taste. Uh, completely. Then by all means. Yes. And there's also a... Um, a cap with red, white, and blue patch on it, and, and I think I need to get that. Perhaps uh, my next birthday. That was the uh, that was the tipple of choice at the Avalanche at Marquette University. The what of choice? The tipple. The, the drink tipple the, of uh, choice. Yeah. I've not heard that before. You've not. I haven't. Now, I mean, now I have. You have now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday, Rebecca. Writes June in the header. And would you like to hear the body of the email? Yes. Hope you're having a great day. P.S. You guys keep up the good work with the podcast. All the best, June from Georgia. She wrote in to wish you, Rebecca, a happy birthday and to say she hopes you're having a great day. How nice is that? Thank you. That's very nice, especially now that I'm not on Facebook anymore because it used to be on Facebook. You'd all of a sudden get all these messages, happy birthday, happy birthday, because it comes up in your feed in Facebook. So uh, not being on Facebook anymore, I don't get those random happy birthday wishes. So thank you. It's nice to get those happy birthday wishes without having to be on Facebook. Yeah, yes, win-win. Finally, we go from June in Georgia. To George in Juneau? <laughs> that would have been, that would have been better. Great. Yes. But no, we, we, sadly, no. We go to Dr. Gary Siegel in Georgia. Don't say sadly. Not sadly. I'm always happy to hear from uh, Dr. Always Dr. happy Gary to hear from Siegel. Dr. Siegel. I just mean 
George and Juno. Following June in Georgia would have been, would have been incredible. Moi. Yeah, it would have yes. been chef's kiss. So I'm just going to do a cold read. I don't know really what Dr. Siegel has written in the cleanup slot here, but flipping channels and hitting cleanup is his header, shall we? Yes. My dearest Rebecca and Steve, I'm hoping somebody in the future will, will start writing in uh, Dear Ball. I was going to say, my, yeah. no, my dearest. My dearest my, ball. Well, my dearest ball yeah. would have a I, Yes, different... my dearest ball, yes. yes. Um, my dearest Rebecca and Steve, in my last note, I am so sorry that I sounded flippant regarding flipping channels. As a Carolina Tar Heel, born and bred, and he does write Tar Heel, born and bred, as the fight song goes, of course I'm a basketball and WNBA fan. However, since the human genome has been fully elucidated, it is now a scientific fact that the Y chromosome contains a gene whose action is to influence after puberty the way in which a male handles a remote control for a TV or similar viewing device. I think it kicks in before puberty, actually. I mean, I... I we have to lowjack our, our our remote because it, it is never it is never in the open. We have to do a, a, an all fours search under the couches and things before we can use it. This is me talking, not Doctor Gary Siegel. Yeah, no, that's I digress. True. Uh, simply put, writes Doctor Siegel, males tend to hold on to the remote control as well as explore the various channels. Who'd have thunk it? Science. Well, I'm glad that I have science backing me up because I think that's that's true. I don't I don't know that it's not true for females as well, but um, science is very important these days. So it is it bring is us important. more science, Doctor Siegel. It is important. Since both of you enjoy all sports, and I know that Steve has his roots in baseball, I would be derelict if I did not report on the hometown Atlanta Braves who lost Game Seven of the World Series in 1991 to Minnesota in a ten inning pitching duel at the now demolished Metrodome. I was there, Dr. Siegel. I recall it well. In the first round of the 2020 playoffs, the Braves won the series against the Reds two games to nil. I purposely have used nil as opposed to zero in an attempt to attract more European viewers to the podcast. Game one featured two key moments best put in list form as per your youngest daughter's preference. One, radio announcer and former Major League player Joe Simpson described late in the game when it was scoreless that his act of eating a double-stuffed Oreo, yes, 1F, would get some offense going for the Braves. One double stuff beget one run and a victory. I did not know that. I didn't know it either. <laughs> Two, and, the, and double stuff Oreos. This is what Fig Newtons and Pecan Sandies are competing with these days, Rebecca. Right. Double stuff Oreos. They don't make double stuff figs. No, no, nobody would nor want, should no, they. No, nor should they. I mean, maybe if they did uh, a fewer stuff figs, they would, they would <laughs> see an uptick in sales. Get and just have yeah. the Newton. Yeah, more Newton. Uh a two in the top of the seventh with the Reds having runners on first and third, a double steal was attempted. Caught stealing at home was Aristides Aquino, number 44, Hank Aaron's retired number, in a play scored 2-4-3-2-5. The late Skip Carey, a second-generation broadcaster with Atlanta for decades, once described the scoring of a similar play as B-O-G-T-T-B. He deadpanned, bunch of guys touched the ball. I, I With warmest regards, Gary, thank you for that great email. Um... Uh, I first tried scoring a baseball game as a kid, watching all-star game on TV when 25 guys get in the lineup for each team and it, it becomes impossible, impossible physically mm -hmm. impossible to fit all that information on a score sheet. I always defer to the late, great Scooter Rizzuto who um, would write WW in the spaces on the score sheet as he was broadcasting Yankee games on WPIX and WW stood for wasn't watching. <laughs> How about, that just makes me think, how about this? So in a basketball game, if you're a sideline reporter, you're sitting in your chair for some of it. And in normal year, you're behind the benches during timeouts, listening, you're listening to coaches, you're listening to players, you're, you might be up and walking around to wrangle interviews or whatever. During the WNBA playoffs, um, Ryan mentioned that our stats monitor had a wrong, um, I think it was point total for Alyssa Thomas of the Connecticut Sun. But we have no way of verifying that because we can't communicate directly with sight or whatever. And Ryan just said, I think something's wrong here. And then all of a sudden, our producer says, you know, bring in Holly. So we send it to Holly and Holly says, well, I keep a scorebook during the game. And yes, Ryan, I'm same with you. I have Alyssa for this many points. Like, do you know how hard it is to keep a scorebook, even as a sideline reporter? Because you're getting up and you're doing all these things. Holly keeps a running score for each player during probably, every game. Probably in multicolored ink and, oh, it is. and she, she neat has, as a pen. Because she puts their name and all their stats. And like, so if it's Seattle, she has it in green. And if it's Vegas, she probably has it in black or red. Yes, she does. She does have it in multicolors. But I was I was just like amazed by that because um, 
it's really hard to do. And you mentioned last night, uh, as we wrap things up here, that Holly has been in the bubble for how many days? 80 days? 90 days? It's something? like, ni- I think, 90 something days now. While, yeah. while, while living driving distance. Yes. I mean, an hour that, away that is particularly kind of uh, torturous, I would think. And I don't know that people understand this because we kept, you know, talking about from IMG campus. So the players were living on IMG campus. They were practicing on IMG at the IMG campus. Their games were 25 minutes away. So they would they're in this bubble, not allowed to leave. And then they would get on a bus and drive for 25 minutes and see people living their lives, see people going into restaurants, into grocery stores, jogging, whatever. Wearing their blarves. Wearing their blarves. And go into the soundstage that had been converted into, you know, had two basketball courts and whatever. They'd play their game, get back on their bus, drive 25 minutes back to their secluded environment. And that was what Holly would do too, obviously, to go call the game. She wouldn't get on a team bus. She'd get in a van or whatever, seeing the, the rest of the world going by. As, and I don't know if the, if when she, the games brought her 25 minutes closer or farther from her home, that's less than an hour away. But uh, as we speak and as we record this podcast, I imagine she is on her way home. Tom, Dick, Hari, play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in this cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and ambiguous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.